0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Today's Money. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you want to jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. Welcome back to Today's
1: Money. What's up, guys? I'm Riley. I cut you off there. I know you did. Rude.
0: I'm Austin. We appreciate (laughs) you guys being here. Today's video is sponsored by Autonomous, as always. They've hooked us up with not one, not two, but three amazing standing desks. I've got the first one that came out a couple years ago over there and we've got two new ones. Riley has one and I have one. Make sure you guys check out the office tour video that we did. We put a bunch of links in that description for you for the bookshelf, the ring light, the camera that you're seeing this shot on, the tripod, the crystals, all of that stuff is linked in that video. But if you're just looking for the standing desk, there's going to be a link down below. So you have a question for me, you said, that I think applies a lot to what we're going through or what we were going through this morning in the chat so let's hear let's start with this and we'll get into some stuff
1: so to start things off I wanted to ask you a question of um, just how you deal with some things personally in trading because I feel like a lot of the videos is always you giving out advice um, to other people but it's almost different to hear it from okay well if you're in this exact situation what do you do so Say that you're up early. It's an early morning for you. You're up 1.30 in the morning, you know, like a crazy person. <laughs> and you take a trade and it results in a loss. What do you do then to keep yourself from revenge trading, emotion trading later in the session when you're like, okay, maybe now it's 6 a.m., You might think a trade is presenting, but how do you keep your emotions in check to know that it's an actual real entry and not just you trying to make back the loss from earlier in the morning?
0: Yeah, it's a really good question. First thing that I do that really is, I think, what everyone should do is it's focused on accountability. So for me, I share all of my trades. Like I was saying, most of them are on Instagram and Twitter, but all of them are going into the chat. I'm normally sharing, hey, this is what I'm looking at. This is what I'm looking to get involved in. And this is why I'm sharing a markup. I'm sharing the whole idea. So by sharing the idea and then sharing the result of the idea, of the trade, I'm then... Aware of the fact that the next trade I take, I've got even more eyeballs on me, which holds me accountable to then be even sharper in the analysis of the follow up trade. I don't want to sling it because I know I got to show it. And I know if I show that I'm slinging it and I'm fudging it and I'm breaking my rules, people are going to be like, Austin, how are you going to be the guy leading the charge if you're breaking your own rules? And now I never claim to be the best trader. I break my own rules all the time. It happens. But (laughs) I think when, not all the time, some of the time, we all do. But I think the accountability has been a big thing for me to help bounce back from a loss, come back, okay, next, one good trade. Also reading the book, One Good Trade by Mike Belafiore, which is linked in the office tour video. That book has helped me a lot too. I think that was a huge turning point for my trading career was reading that and understanding that one good system, one good trade over and over and over again, even if it doesn't present every day, can lead you to financial freedom. So that was what I took from that. And then I think taking a break too, like 15 minutes away from the chart, I think I tweeted that yesterday, that can make a big difference. When you walk away and don't look at anything, your group chat, your Twitter, your Instagram, your charts, nothing for 15 minutes and then you got to come back to it, I think that makes a big difference. You go meditate for 10 minutes, like download the Waking Up app or whatever app you want to use, Headspace or whatever, go meditate for 10 minutes after that first loss You'll come back and you'll take a much better trade the second trade. But if you sit there and you don't blink and you just stare at it and you're like, where's the entry? (laughs) You're going to screw it up. I've been there. You know what I mean? I'm not being funny. Like That's what you end up doing. You're married to it, especially if you're in the same idea. And for us, if you're trading a good looking trade, more often you're not even wrong. You're just early. And literally just early time wise in the day. So you just need to wait for the better entry. That's why I I do kind of like the fact that I don't Always wake up super early. I like getting up at five because then, you know, we got London going. We're getting into New York. We got some volume. The moves there are a lot more solid. You don't get stuck in those early morning trap moves when it still ends up going in the direction that you wanted.
1: Are there any questions that you ask yourself to ensure that maybe the second entry is not a revenge trade? It's not you emotional trading? Like, how do you keep your emotions in check to know that, okay, yes, this is a valid second opportunity that I should be entering?
0: The checklist. You still use the same questions. You know what I mean? Because yeah. at the end of the day, you're going to come back and look at the markup. You're going to look at the chart for that day. And you're going to see the moves that fit the system. And you're going to say, well, why wasn't I in that one? Well, why was I in the first one, but not in the second one? What What reasoning can you try to give me that makes sense? If they're both valid entries, both gradable risk reward, and you took the first one and lost, especially if you're trading our system, you better be in the second trade. If it fits, it can't be a fudge. You can't be like, oh, it's a good candle formation, but the TDI wasn't right, but I thought it could still fall. That's not right. Right. So the,
1: so the checklist really helps keep the emotions in balance because the checklist makes it kind of binary. It yes. either is or it isn't.
0: And then at the same time, if you do think that there's going to be a move in that direction, let's say you're going short Euro USD, you get stopped out. It still looks like it comes short three hours later. You don't get an entry and it falls 100 pips lower that day. Some massive thing happens. You can't feel FOMO when that happens. You just can't take the trade. There's no re-entry. There's no trade.
1: Right. Because without an entry, without all of your parameters checked off, it's like you're gambling. What are you doing?
0: Gambling. If you're not on the edge, you're gambling. Win or lose has no impact on the sentence I just said. The guys that go off the edge and win, it's building a bad habit. You're going to get re- you're re- reinforcing a win behind something that is not a system. So it's reinforcing gambling, which isn't going to make you money in the long run. So those are like the worst trades. Losses are actually not that bad. If you take a good loss and you look at it and you're like, yo, this is my checklist. This makes me money more times than not. This fits my checklist and I still took the loss, you move on. Like, it's life. You're still going to lose trades. You've got to be willing to take that. That's the overarching theme for this whole question. you got to be willing to take losses. If yeah. you have such an ego where you think you can't be wrong and can't lose money...
1: It's going to happen in Adios, trade. bro. You ain't making <laughs> it
0: here. No, definitely not.
1: So you'd say overall, just the accountability piece and having that checklist.
0: Definitely. And taking a break.
1: And taking a break, The break, yes. the,
0: the, the break can definitely make a difference.
1: Pulling yourself away from the charts.
0: Definitely. So... Transitioning to some of the news that's going on, shaking up the world today. The Jackson Hole Symposium that you learned about for the first time this week. I'm proud of you. I did. Shout out to Gwendolyn for the awesome Instagram post, too. That was very helpful.
1: Yeah, she made it simple to understand as well.
0: So that happened, started today. Powell spoke around nine o'clock this morning, and we saw crazy moves in the market. And basically, what they said, and this kind of ties into our last video, basically, and I'll link that above here. Just quick for those who don't know, who is Powell? The chairman of the Federal Reserve in the United States, like okay. the worst job in the world. <laughs> no. um, so what they basically said, and they always use a lot of words and they talk in circles, they talk in these weird sentences. What he basically said, and I'm gonna read it from uh, Walter Bloomberg's Twitter, the Fed will now target 2% inflation on average and it's really important to understand these words that they use, okay? In that sentence, 2% inflation on average, You can have 2% inflation if it goes up to 15% one year and then it's only 1% the next year. You know what I'm saying? So realize that, that it can go really high and still average out to 2%. So be aware of the words that they're using. That's the first thing. CNBC said the Federal Reserve announces a major policy shift saying that it's willing to allow inflation to run hotter than normal in order to support the labor market and the broader economy.
1: What does that even mean?
0: What they're saying is they're willing to let inflation which is people think inflation is prices going up, and it is, but it's going up because they're printing more money. Inflation is more money injected into the system. Printing of more money, that's what inflation really is. Because it drives the value of the dollars down as they print more of it.
1: That's what I was just going to ask. So So inflation inflation devalues devalues the the dollar. dollar.
0: Correct, (laughs) exactly. So what they're doing now is they're allowing inflation to run hotter, in order to keep the labor market and the broader economy balanced, they're saying. So what they're going to do is allow consumer prices to probably rise. And really what they were saying, a lot of people were tweeting, is that they're saying, buy stocks, put your money into the stock market. And in theory, it's because that's what they're doing. They're buying corporate bonds. They're putting money into the stock market. The Federal Reserve is putting money into these companies. So, just another tweet.
1: I think it's kind of interesting that the Fed is causing inflation purposefully but in the end it's really just devaluing the dollar and it the is, dollar is what our economy is based on
0: it puts us in a tough position
1: right it's if like, you look
0: at these charts like how they've spiked in the last couple of months it's like how would we ever come back from this we're not we're just going to have insane amounts of debts. What comes after a trillion? Somebody drop a comment. What comes after a trillion? We looked this up.
1: Quadrillion. That's
0: what we're going to be talking about the terms of our debt in soon. It's just going to keep going up. Hundreds of trillions. <laughs> it doesn't matter when they're willing to let inflation run hotter. Only to average out at 2%. Which means it can go way high as long as they eventually bring it back down. You know what I'm saying? Eventually. Eventually. Um Yeah. So let us know what you guys think about that. Now, how that can tie into, and when I say that, I mean the inflation part of this. Let's tie that into the Bitcoin stuff because what we were talking about before.
1: Well, before we get into Bitcoin, do you think that this could be like, that this could result in the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the downfall of the dollar being.
0: It's a tough tough thing to talk about. That's the good transition into Bitcoin because if the dollar goes and goes away, bye-bye, Well, think we'll talk about that, how that actually would look. That wasn't
1: even a full question, but I feel like you understand what I'm trying to say.
0: My question would be, what would take its place? Give a good argument for what's going to take its place, and then we can talk about when it's going to go away. We can say over and over and over again that throughout history, when this has happened, the currency that it happens to goes away, and they kill it, and a new currency comes. Ray Dalio can do the research to prove the economic cycle of what we're going through, the New World Order, fine. But that does not mean that that's going to happen again. It could be a whole new situation that we've never seen that we're living through right now in the, in the next 10 years, 15, 20 years. We don't know. So that's why to transition to Bitcoin. Wait, for, I yeah. have another question. Yeah. Sorry. No, good, please.
1: <laughs> so, with the dollar, because yeah. obviously, like yeah. we have the US dollar, but we also have the Canadian dollar. Yeah. When we say dollar, would that impact Canada or of is that dollar Absolutely. separate because it's considered a Canadian dollar?
0: It, it all's tied together, it's all backed by. The, do- the U.S. dollar is the world reserve currency. so
1: Because like we have, like, yeah the dollar, you know, like the dollar mm-hmm. is just the word we use for the money mm-hmm. here in America and then also, well, United States and yep. then in Canada. Yeah. Is that the same dollar that we're talking about? No.
0: No. Our dollar here is stronger than the Canadian dollar.
1: But would it, it affect the Canadian? Actually, I don't
0: know if it isn't right now. Currently, as the dollar has been tanking, it might not be as strong as the Canadian dollar.
1: So the Canadian dollar is not in being impacted by the fed like no
0: not directly but right, indirectly not, yes. indirectly yes. yes but
1: not directly no. so in that sense if you live dollar in canada is, you don't
0: give a fuck what i'm talking about so
1: in that sense dollar is separate yeah. it's still dollar yeah. but it's just different because they're printing it's canadian country.
0: dollars in canada and they're using you know what i mean right and they're giving their like their stimulus checks don't come in american dollars in canada right you've, they come in canadian
1: dollars correct yeah
0: right so yeah different definitely different but it all comes back to your question of what would we go to that would, Like my response to your question yeah. is, what would we go? It looks like the U.S. is making a move to make gold some type of p- involvement in this. We're storing too much of it to not be trying to involve it in some is type of future decision. Is anything backed
1: by gold right now? No. So gold is just...
0: Gold. Free floating. And if they came out one day and said, hey, gold's at 10,000, we're going to say, the, the we're going to shoot the value of gold up to 10,000 in order to make blah, 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 work with the dollar and then the dollar can work longer. It's possible. Do you think they'll attach
1: Bitcoin to gold?
0: No. The Bitcoin people wouldn't let that happen. You'll be able to trade a value of Bitcoin to gold, like a spot value of the comparison, like we trade a currency pair maybe, like BTC to XAU, right? Yeah. But no, I don't know if you'd ever be able to tie them together. Well, because you
1: said like Bitcoin only has value because the internet says it has value. No.
0: Bitcoin only has value too for the same way as gold, that it's finite as far as we know. There's only going to be 21 million. Those two reasons. So it's like, could you attach...
1: That then to gold?
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I don't think so. Maybe I'm not. A, I'm not an economist. <laughs> I'm not an insider on Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? I'm
1: just asking questions. No, they're good
0: questions. It's good questions. I just think. If anybody would,
1: has the answer, let me know. Comment
0: below. Tell us what you guys think. We definitely want to know. But I think the the idea of tying Bitcoin to gold they're they're comparable. People have called Bitcoin the crypto gold for a long time. Basically, what people really think is that Bitcoin is to millennials what gold is to baby boomers. My dad's generation. Your parents, my parents, they all think gold is the shit. Gold is money. Gold is what we need. We all think Bitcoin is. So
1: this can transition into our next conversation. Take us there. So if Bitcoin is the gold to baby boomers, like for us, why did you ask me the question before this podcast, if we should take our money out of Bitcoin, yet you didn't ask about taking our money out of gold or buying less gold or selling the gold that we currently have?
0: The fundamental value of gold is so well established in the trenches of institutional finance that you're making a probability wise, a Bitcoin bet, a gold bet. The probabilities favor gold because time favors gold. Every time it's always gone up in value throughout history over the broader spectrum of time. And it's existed through every stock market. It probably was a valuable asset even during the tulip mania back in Amsterdam, back in hundreds of years ago, whenever that was, Mm -hmm. 1400, 1600, whatever it was, right?
1: But it's interesting. It has so much value, yet nothing is tied to it. No other world currencies, like nothing. You know who
0: came up with that idea? This is where you go to like start the conspiracy theory rabbit hole. You go to the guys that decided to take the dollar off the gold standard and let it float freely. As soon as it got to float, bro... Gold went from 35 to 200, and from 200 to 700, and from 700 to 1100, before it pulled back. Really, it was. It's been moving ever since they let it go in the 70s. It's really not even that long ago. It's, it's really not. It's not. That's it's like one. Not, it's half not a generation. I
1: would say that's not even one people ago. Nope, so
0: it, you got guys just trying to make decisions that really do impact a lot of people, and it would be perfectly acceptable, I think, for the Democrats to come out with some type of plan <laughs> that is super socialist and. Does something with the dollar. I don't know what. There's so many options. Ties it to a crypto. Makes its own crypto. Ties it to gold. Ties it to Bitcoin. There's you so see, many options. You
1: think that's a possibility? Tying the dollar to crypto?
0: They'll make a digital dollar. They'll tell you you can take the cash. But then would... And convert it to this money. This new money. They'll, they'll, so then
1: what would that be backed by? I don't know.
0: But remember, nothing, back in the day... it's a dollar, and the right. dollar
1: is not backed by anything. So Correct. nothing. So it's just it's like Bitcoin. <laughs> right. It's nothing.
0: No, Bitcoin is something because you have a decentralized network of people that agree that it's a market. The printing of money is just the printing of money. But again, it's such a serious conversation to think that the dollar would just disappear. You have to understand like the, the implications of that. Like to take the dollar out of the world reserve currency out of that position, it's a, that would be such a freaking like big deal. Like it would be such a big deal. It'd be the big like biggest thing of our lifetime so far. Bigger than nine eleven, bigger than coronavirus. It'd be the biggest thing ever.
1: What is China? It might not get currency? the kind of coverage.
0: The one. The
1: the yuan? The yuan. Do you think, could that take over?
0: So that's been pegged to the dollar. It's seven yuan for every American dollar. That's why a lot of people think China's manipulating the system. Because as we print the dollars, print the dollars, print the dollars, and pay them back in the debt that we owe them, yeah. in dollars, it gives them more of their own currency right. that the government then uses, you know, just for whatever they use it for. Or I'm not going to say stay rich, but they'll use it, they'll move it to where they need to move it. You know what I'm saying? So think about that. One dollar is seven yuan. That's crazy. Right. But it's I, all... But I
1: feel like it's not impossible for the dollar to collapse. No. Oh, that's the word I was looking for earlier, yeah.
0: collapse. Well, no. Look at the dollar index, right? It's dropped now from 103, 100, whatever it was a couple of months ago in March, right. right? It was over 100. Now it's down to 92. So when we take out 80 and we take out 77, which is the lowest that it's ever been charted, and then we take out 60... There's nothing that's going to stop it.
1: I guess my thought is, why do we think necessarily that if the dollar were to collapse, that it would have to be a digital currency that overtook it? Why would it it be able to be another country?
0: Well, because, right, it could be China, right? You could think. But what would be more likely then is everybody would go back to having their own individual currency. Like you would never have another world reserve that we would agree to being a world reserve currency behind China. That would never happen, I don't think, with the U.S. But you might have the U.S. go back to some type of gold standard, like I'm saying, like tie it to the value. Like $1 is actually now going to be worth 5000 or one ounce of gold is going to be worth $5,000. They could just magically decide that. They have 800 tons or 800, 8 million tons of gold. So in what reserve.
1: would that do to the debt if they've retied the dollar back to gold?
0: I think Peter Schiff says that would actually be the right thing. It would be painful in the short term, but it would be the right move in the long run because then the the debts that wouldn't be paid back would default, the companies would be dispersed, the assets would be distributed. Those whether it's a company or a government, the entity would cease to exist and it would be reestablished. So it would be painful but re, really good in the long run.
1: Do you I don't know if you know this, but do you know where the majority of our debt comes from?
0: Who's who like who holds the most debt? Like I, I guess. I, I guess. Like day. what?
1: Like if you were looking at it like a pie chart, like yes, which? which exactly what I saw. Which category holds the the biggest piece of pie?
0: What do you think it is?
1: Um, my first gut reaction says military.
0: Japan. Oh, you meant like wh- like where's the debt? Like where do we spend the money? Yeah, that you'll never know, right? Oh. but we know. Like if you look at it like this, Japan. It says they have one point two seven one billion
1: of our debt.
0: 18% of the total. Yeah, Japan holds more US debt than any other country in the world at it's a trillion, 1.2 trillion or 18.67% of the total. China used to own most of the debt but now is in second place just at 15.88%. No other country besides Japan and China holds more than 6% of total foreign debt. Damn. So those two countries hold 18 and 15 and then no other country has at least 6.
1: But wait, can you explain that to me? What does it mean when another country's so holding our debt that they it bought It means we
0: needed money. Right? The yeah. government wanted money. Yeah. So we took a loan from that Chinese government. Yeah. And then we said, we'll pay you back at a certain interest rate. We are now in debt to China at 15% of our total debt.
1: I would just love to see, like, the balancing. Like, I don't know what the actual accounting term well, is for this, but, like, that's the balance go full tinfoil statement. hat.
0: Do you know what? <laughs> in 9 11, when they crashed the airplane into the fucking Pentagon and blew up that side of the Pentagon, all the files there were about the trillions of dollars that went missing right. just disappeared, too. Well, because. You know why? Because they're all doing numbers and it's like, oh my God, Fred three steps ago, he probably forgot a zero here. Here, just add the zero. We're fine.
1: Well, but China also owns so much of I I don't know how to say it. Like,
0: everything. China's taking over the world. They right, own that's Australia. What I'm they, they, well they, they own, own so many Africa. of American
1: businesses, yeah. yet they also own our debt. So wouldn't that cancel each other out in China's side? Like if China owns just for easy numbers, say China owns ten dollars of American debt, but they also own companies Equal like $10 of American debt. Wouldn't that cancel it out for China's sake? Well, the company but, like, put us saying, but in Gen- a worse sake because we're still in debt and now we also don't own this company either?
0: Well, no. Be- well, I get what you're saying, but no. Because remember how a company operates. It generates revenue or supposedly it generates revenue. Yeah. A lot of these zombie companies that people talk about are Chinese-owned companies that trade on the American Stock Exchange and generate a stock price and generate money because they're a stock. Even though they're not a real company, they're a shell from China. And that happens and people trade these Chinese companies. Some of them, you have companies that say they're based in China. And then there's videos on YouTube of the guys going to check out the, cl- the company in China. And it's nothing of what they said. They're like, yeah, we got gold mines coming out the butt. And we got all these trucks. And then the guys go there and there's nothing there.
1: And it's like an empty garage. Nothing. I think it
0: was a, I think it was a garbage plant, not a gold mine. But that's another thing, just to quickly go to gold and silver. Hey, like,
1: one man's trash is another man's treasure. To
0: some extent, I guess. <laughs> You're funny, brother. <right? laughs> Um, but even with some of these gold and silver mining stocks that people have been talking about, you're buying a mine in Mali, in Mali, Africa. And I love the internet because we can connect with all my brothers in Nigeria that love us. And I love all that, right? All over the world, the internet's everywhere. But you want to invest in a company that says they got a mine in Mali? Oh, they just released a, I swear to God, they just released a, pre- there's one company I was looking at. They just released a press release that said, The civil conflict at the border will be over soon and we'll be able to ship our goods back out of the country. Like that's what some of these guys get involved in. So when you talk about like international companies that say one thing, but are really doing something else, it's a big thing. It's in gold mining stocks. It's in these Chinese companies. It's very, it's speculative. It's all very speculative, which goes into the webinar that I'm working on about stocks versus Forex versus crypto, because I think in Forex, you take out a lot of that speculation. From these stocks, these Chinese stocks, these gold mining stocks. You don't know what the fuck is going on. None of us do. People on right. the internet think they know what's going on behind the scenes because they're reading Yahoo Finance. Come on, bro. <laughs> it's a joke. But, anyway. I just,
1: it, it just makes my brain hurt. Like, why can't the world. I'm just going to be Riley for a minute. Why can't everybody just get along? (laughs) Like, why do we have to have all these national territories and different countries? Like, we're all freaking human. Can't we all just decide to be nice to each other and be fair? No. But why?
0: Because the world hasn't done enough mushrooms yet to, (laughs) to get over the fact that we have to compete And fight for resources, and there's a lot of people now. Like humans, so your country has to go out. Yeah, your your country has to defend for you. They need to produce food so you can eat and order Panera and do all these things. And if they don't, what are you, what are you gonna do? Revolt or leave? So no, the country has to defend its people and take care of its people. That's what they do.
1: But if everybody took care of everybody, and I'll kill the other country if
0: I have to. Yeah, there's only so much space left on this earth, and everybody keeps fucking and making kids. I need to defend. That's the that's the place that we're in. That's why all this exists.
1: I don't know. I just think there's a better solution. Get us to solution. Mars. Get us to think, Mars, Riley. I think if we just erased if we just need a clean slate. Yeah, get us to Mars. Let us have a clean <laughs> slate. President Riley on Mars, but I don't want to be a president.
0: Let me give you another stat that kind of will blow your mind. So, it's sad. How today sad? today another million people filed for unemployment. So, In the last six weeks.
1: You know, before you go on, that is a sad number. But the other side of me is like, I'm also very aware of all the people filing for unemployment that do not need it at all and are just taking advantage of the system. So it's like, what percentage of that one million is taking advantage versus actually needs it?
0: And what about the percentage of people that are not getting it that need it? Exactly. Right. So there's a lot of this. So it's a sad number. But just like you you said earlier
1: about, oh, he forgot the zero. Just add it here.
0: 27 million people currently getting unemployment benefits. 27 million. So that's more than any time during the 2008 recession. If you look at this chart, we can get to that one in a second. No, come on. I know Steve Burns posted it. It was showing mortgage delinquencies are at an all-time high over the last 20 years. Higher than they were in 2008 which was the housing crisis, but you have more people failing to pay their mortgage now. Here's another interesting thing, just to talk about the divide. Mm. If you were to look, it says the top 10% of earners owned 87% of all the stocks outstanding in the first quarter of 2020. So what that means...
1: That doesn't surprise me.
0: You, you get what that means. Uh, just the top yeah. 1% of people own 50% of the stocks.
1: But you have to have money to spend money to invest in stocks like that. So like, you
0: saw Jeff Bezos' his net worth cost $200 billion. He's the first person ever. That's because his stock price. I mean, Amazon today, let's see what they're up. I mean, every day, Amazon and Tesla, it's it's Elon and, and Jeff going at it for who's going to be the richer guy. Right now, you have Amazon trading at thirty four seventeen. So $3,000 a share, right? If you were to just go back 10 years ago, I mean, I can't, it won't, look how small it is. Like it's insane to see what they've done in just the last two years. How high does this one go? So if you want to talk about Bitcoin and does it go to 10K, is Amazon going to 10K? You know?
1: I don't see Amazon stopping anytime soon unless they're forced to like separate their businesses. Right. Right.
0: Which, which the Democrats will try to do. The liberals yeah, will try to do that. they
1: are becoming, a like, gotta love Amazon, but they are becoming a monopoly. A mon-
0: monopoly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are.
1: Like, everything that they, they are in every sector.
0: Yep. But they also distribute other people's goods.
1: Now they even just came out with that, you just sent me that. Um.
0: I know, it's right here. Amazon rolls out the halo. Yeah. That was something else. That, that detects your out. emotions. A wellness tracker that says it can also sense your moods come on man
1: it's like a mood ring jeff get out of my ass let's go right? back to just 2003 and all wear our mood rings
0: see i got a couple more here i'd like to talk about
1: but that's back to your stat about the chart yeah. about the top one percent owning yeah. 50 50 percent yeah, 50%, yeah. It, just back to my point it makes sense because people that aren't in the top one percent say they're in like the lower 50 percent. they don't even have an extra five hundred dollars if a like accident or something comes up to where they need it, let alone money to invest in a stock. So it's not surprising at all that the richer people are invested in stocks.
0: And I mean, if you look at it, right? Like imagine if we had just bought Tesla when we were talking about it, when the coronavirus hit and it dropped to 400. And I was like, ah, I think it could still come lower. I mean, it's at 2,500 almost a share, if not more than that now. We would have five, six, seven X and more. Yeah. You know, so it's it's easy to see how if somebody comes in and buys 200,000 shares of that, and I mean, you, you become a millionaire very quickly if you've got the bread, like you said. So if you've got the bread, then you can keep buying more. And in a market right now where the Fed is just pumping prices higher and they're literally saying, don't use, don't save money, buy assets. Mm-hmm. What's that going to do? Just drive stock prices even higher. So this is an interesting tweet. Lebanon is a country where they had that explosion at the port a couple of weeks ago. Remember the big explosion?
1: Yeah. Where Where's Lebanon?
0: Above Israel. So, the Middle East. Okay. In March, their inflation was under 20%. Today, it's August 28th. Their inflation is 112%. What? So when this falls, <laughs> it can fall very fast. Yeah, I'll say it and again. And
1: remember when ours said an average of 2% inflation?
0: Hungary, 1946 inflation, 207%. Zimbabwe, 2008, daily inflation rate was 98%. Prices doubled every 25 hours. Yugoslavia, 1994, daily inflation... This is daily. It's going up 65%. Germany in 1923, 21%. So it's happened before where inflation just goes and goes and and where we all need to be aware of like this and where we need to pay attention is in our savings, in our spending. Sitting on cash right now is probably a decent idea like we talked about, like having a little Mm -hmm. savings, having your three to six months, probably six months now is smarter. But if they just start making everything super expensive, like, how are people even going to live? Well, wait, the government's going to print the money and give them money. You're going to get $2,000, $2, but in, everything's going to go up and your expenses are going to be 6000 a month for infl- people that have never even seen 6000 a month. People would die right now listening to this to have expenses of six, seven, eight thousand dollars 8000 a month and make enough money to cover that. Soon, it could be like hogwash, like nothing. 6000 a month. Oh, yeah, I spent 6000 a month on rent for my one-bedroom apartment. You're seeing it in San Francisco, in some of these areas in California where there's like one bedroom houses for $4 million. So all those
1: people filing for unemployment, do you think the government would then give them more money because of inflation? Well, that was the whole
0: thing in July. Remember, everybody had the 600 extra. Then mm-hmm. Trump said some people were going to get 300 extra. Now nobody's getting anything extra as of but right now. It's also it's all over now, right. and nobody's getting any stimulus checks. Remember this whole no, thing? No, no,
1: no. I'm not speaking because of Corona. I don't really oh, care okay. about COVID. I'm just saying in general, if yeah. inflation like is going up, no, right pr- prices are increasing. No. They won't give
0: unemployed people more money. They'll give everybody. A so it's like
1: money. unemployment numbers are going up.
0: Mm, they don't care.
1: Right, but yet inflation's going up. So it's like, how do you expect people to pay for shit? Unless- but it's happening
0: because of the divide. Because the rich people are buying stocks, they're getting richer. The people that are not invested in the market they're getting laid off waiting for work waiting for a handout waiting for a check from the government waiting for an answer from an administration that's basically failed them it's safe to say Trump fucked up pretty bad at this point where you have this many people hurting you know the coronavirus is bad and who knows how Hillary would have handled it who knows Jesus help us God when when Biden gets his hand on the wheel but like
1: you just said that as if he's going to win
0: there's a chance that he does
1: I'm just saying, you said that like he already won. Gotta it, point that out.
0: I Listen, I don't want either of them to win. Like, I just don't. I want them both to die. Can we I just would come be up with so, a new
1: system where we don't even YouTube have a is president?
0: Gonna t- dude, YouTube's gonna take it. Take this video down. But I would be, I'd be happy <laughs> if Trump got shot. I would be so happy. Not, I like a lot of the stuff he's done, but I'd be really happy. It's just too divisive. I think that killing would be very divisive. It'd be bad and so gruesome and so there'd be riots everywhere. The white people would get their machine guns and the black people would have their 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 protest signs and they would all be yelling at each other. It'd be, fu- it'd be so bad if that happened, right? Especially if a black guy killed him, it'd be terrible. But think about <laughs> what could come from that. I
1: got no comment.
0: But think about what could come from that. So much better. Or worse. Maybe. Or worse. Right.
1: May- right. Like, you is have in no charge. idea?
0: No, I don't. That's why we're just talking on a podcast. I'm <laughs> not in charge of this shit. That's why I'm thinking about leaving the country and I can leave. See, that's why the smart people don't participate in this shit because they make enough money to get the fuck out. That's what we're trying to do. I wrote today in my journal, I'm like, if I'm going to get a B, I'm going to need other people's money. I had some thoughts about this. I'll tell you about it later. I'm not waiting for the government to give me shit. I'm thinking about getting a B and getting out of here. And yeah. you could deal with all this. And we could talk about this from our boat, from our yacht. With a helicopter on the back. Like, I'm dead ass serious. That bigger just, goals it just reminds me, me fuck of a, out of all this
1: a conversation i was having this morning with one of my friends um about how like right now like she was speaking about the job opportunities and how there just really isn't a lot out there right now for what she wants to do yep. and i said to her i was like you got to create your own opportunity like we live in a world and in, in a well not in a world i should say it's mainly our society that you grow up and you're taught to like respect authority respect authority like listen to your elders respect your elders Well, when the authority and your elders are all trying to guide you down the same like path of, yeah, go to college, get a degree, get a nine to five job with great benefits and slave your life away. Work the nine to five. It's like you listen to that. But then when that doesn't make you happy and that doesn't serve you, you feel so stuck. And you're like, well, where do I go from now? Like humans aren't taught to create their own opportunities anymore. We're not taught to think for ourselves and realize like, hey, Yes, respect authority to a point. Is it too late? But not when it like fucks up your life.
0: Is it too late to teach people that? Because I would argue that no, it is. I, See, don't I think knew you so. would say no. I <laughs> no. would say that it is.
1: No, I don't think it is at all. Because I think.
0: But the system around us of government. But of, look at us. Of organization. I it's, don't really care it's about the system. Yeah, because you're making money and you're above it in your own little way, and you're in a little bubble.
1: But I had to get here, like I didn't. Yes, yes,
0: you had to create. Yes, you had to create. I
1: I did go the. I went to four colleges to get my degree.
0: Fair, but I'm saying, imagine if. They taught everyone to create. That wouldn't have given the system the functioning purpose that it needed to serve. The system was built for a reason, to educate people to live in the Industrial Revolution. Right. The system wasn't built to teach people how to live through the technology revolution. And the system wasn't built how to teach people how to create and innovate through new revolutions. It's not. The education system was built by John D. Rockefeller's family. Literally. That's who, look it up. That's what it was built. And it was during the Industrial Revolution to teach people how to be Factory workers, line workers—that's what they were conditioning people to be.
1: Well, that's because in grade school, at that time period, they were somewhere else where they thought that was the newest and next Bro, best thing, the and they were like, press, they were like, what? They were like, dog, education, is printing paper needs to be around the industrial revolution.
0: Right. Everyone needs to learn how to work a printing press. Right.
1: Yeah. So now we're going with the times where that doesn't make sense anymore. So yes, I think it does need to change and I don't think it's too late. But when you ask that, I took it more on an individual level, not a whole system level. I think that any and every individual still has the opportunity and More opportunity now than ever. Right. Everything within themselves to give themselves whatever life they want. As for a society and where that's going in our education route, it's so hard to say and that's a whole different but, episode we could do but for the individual yes I don't think it's too late at all you can disagree. absolutely Look at COVID. learn
0: COVID creates a problem people make money when you solve other people's problems COVID has given a lot of people headaches Start a daycare, start a service, start a, start a business, do something to, yep. gener- but again, that goes back to the conditioning. A lot of kids are like not even conditioned to think about, let me generate revenue. They just think, who do I need to work for? What are my tasks today? Not how do I create my own task list? But how do I, think I do my own thing? the kids
1: nowadays are different hopefully, because hopefully. they are, they're growing up on YouTube. They're seeing all of these different ways that they can make money. We should be targeting and- like
0: 13 year olds with 4x stuff the kids that's the what we future. should be doing yeah like, i'm dead serious
1: no offense but fuck the old people They're, like
0: right a 50 year old watching these videos all like, oh, these kids and what are they doing with that colorful machine that makes the laughing noise and <laughs> stuff like that like what are they doing
1: it's like they still have a future of course but the kids have a longer future well, don't,
0: don't lie to them some of them don't
1: no well they could what that's, do you think about this <laughs>
0: what they, you could, think? Nah, mm, yeah, they could, though not yeah maybe it's tough it's tougher what do you think? They're just clo- so close-minded. I'm clearly minded. the
1: optimistic one here. <laughs> I just think a lot of you
0: 50-year-olds are way too close-minded to want to do this.
1: But what if you could open their mind? Let them have a some conversation them, with me.
0: Some of them come with an open mind. I've never opened someone's mind. They, no. They, no? They You can never tell people what to do.
1: No, you they don't tell them what open to do. open-minded or they,
0: they come open-minded or they don't come at all.
1: Well, it, it's like a can of beans. If you just throw it at the wall... It's not going to open. You got to know how to maneuver the can opener so that it opens the right way without any cuts. You don't lose any beans. Then you slowly pour it out.
0: Is this a fucking joke because I don't cook?
1: No. Do I? Right. Not really.
0: Right. <laughs> what do you think about the Nancy Pelosi video today saying she doesn't think we should have any debates? She said this, quote, don't tell Joe Biden, but I don't think we should have any debates, especially... Wait, Don't tell anybody I told you this, especially don't tell Joe Biden. I don't think there should be any debates. The foundation of democracy, and she's a Democrat. Uh, on demo. It's on debate. It's on free discussion.
1: Yeah, but they know that Joe doesn't really stand a chance. Of course
0: they know, but this is like them admitting that they know that he's a fucking idiot and he's old and he can't do this.
1: But that's the thing is if all of them know that, it's like, Why why not just
0: find someone else? Right.
1: There's so many people because he's on this. Manipulatable. World. I feel like it's like it's the puppets, Democrats bro. are stuck no, in a toxic puppets. relationship. He, they can't get out.
0: They're puppets. There's a bigger agenda, whether they all so sit down and talk about it. Who's pulling the strings? I don't know. I don't care. That's two conspiracies. But it's clearly it's clearly that he's there because he's manipulatable by the party. The party that got Bernie Sanders out of the election was against trump the first time right remember when the dnc yeah. hacked bernie's emails his own fucking team hacked his own emails the democratic party come on bro the same thing that squashed andrew yang when we were watching the tv coverage and he would never get on the dnc tv mm-hmm. he would never get on msnbc they got to called him andrew wang or something like that a bunch of times come on bro they're squashing people for a reason yeah and they're propping people up for a reason it's sad to say I wish, I, not sad, I just wish I was alive during 2006, 7, and 8 going into Obama so I could have seen it then. I'd like to say he was the last true liberal president and all the Republicans now will not like me for saying that, but I did appreciate him and I still appreciate the way he speaks. Like, it's presidential. Like, it sounded good. It made me feel like We'll be fine. We're going to at least put a fucking face on and We'll be fine. You know what I mean? We might be crying behind the scenes when we turn around, but he's going to make us sound like we're fine, not make <laughs> us look like we're weak and, and irrational Right? like we do now. We look weak and irrational to the rest of the world. So that's why I look at him as like the last true liberal, you know, Obama was the kind of guy like when when him and McCain would beef in their debates, like they would be respectful. Someone called Obama a Muslim and McCain was like, yo, don't do that. Like that's who his his opponent is. Trump
1: would have been like, yeah, 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 you Muslim.
0: Yeah. Where's your birth certificate? Like, come on, bro. Right. What are we doing here? You know, so that's why we leave. We make money and we leave. I'm telling you, everybody that follows the podcast, y'all stay close because whatever mistakes we make, we'll share. And then you guys, as you make money, you can move, you can shake and then not make the same mistakes. Oh, that's a t-shirt. Move, shake and don't make the same mistakes. Write that down. Trademark that.
1: That reminds like of the shake and bake. Shake and bake in
0: (laughs) in the box. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah things are interesting i hope that you guys appreciate these videos we're going to keep doing them as often as we can we, we squeeze them into our schedule our busy schedule with trading coaching calls wakeboarding top golf sun at the beach sun at the pool got to make time for both of those <laughs> and other fun stuff that we do in florida now
1: no we like it we started this for fun yeah
0: definitely we like this so i'm thinking we need to do i had an idea for an episode um
1: we gotta figure it out with these headphones though.
0: It's i know man
1: squeezing my glasses Yo, if anybody my head. wants to
0: sponsor us with some dope headphones Ugh. you'll get a lot of coverage we'll hook you up
1: you'll see them in every video
0: <laughs> i think we're good i think that covers everything
1: i'm good are you good
0: i think so we'll see how are th- y'all good we'll see how things play out i mean to, to wrap us up here so today is Thursday. oh we
1: have to do the crystal we can't forget
0: right So today is the uh, 37th, no, it's the 27th. The dollar index is slightly up today, just under 93, 92.99 right now. As we sit, Bitcoin 11.2, so still falling today. And gold, 19.33, silver, 27 an ounce, platinum, 9.24. Platinum's been one of our biggest movers, right? I bought that little bit of platinum a couple of months ago, and it's been a nice little gainer for us. Stocks look red. Everything looks red. It's interesting.
1: But stocks only go up
0: for now <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts
1: who said that
0: the guy dave portnoy from barstool oh that's what he that's what he tells everybody just buy just buy you you definitely should keep buying <clears throat> in like in that not not like everybody should go throw their money in but you definitely should keep buying right now but once you start to see the technical market fall fall over that's when you start to consider getting out like i'm doing with bitcoin go look at bitcoin on the daily chart you've got me on video like i said today is august 27th bitcoin is under the 21 ema it broke two days ago, retested it yesterday. Isn't if today, it two candles below? If today finishes bearish enough, it's going to really pull that eight close to it. And if it crosses the eight underneath the 21, we could be moving down. And that's where I'm, no matter what, I wanted it to go to 100K, but we've been in it since 4K. 4K to 11, I'll take that profit. And I'll look for a better buying price when I see more fundamental value maybe or something like that in the future. But profits are profits. So that's my thought. But now we got it on video.
1: Blue is blue.
0: Blue is blue. And again, I think the... The money to me, like at least right now, forex is going really well. Bitcoin made me money. Let's take the profits and put it into forex. And there's I have not more control.
1: Speculation with that,
0: sure. Bitcoin could go to one hundred k, but I'll probably still make money trading it. No guarantees, but I'll probably still make money trading it. So why not just well, even if we shift take it out
1: p- now, we made money. So. Right.
0: So, but you are looking at the potential in Bitcoin versus the potential in me trading it. Yeah, the potential in Bitcoin is huge, but so is the potential in me trading it. Right. right. And also more control so no fundamental shit behind the scenes what do you got there
1: so like we said in the last episode um i think i'm going to pick out one crystal every episode just to give you guys a little bit of facts so i chose rainbow fluorite for this episode we have three different ones here so you can kind of see like even though it's the same crystal oh well i guess holding it back doesn't really do anything it
0: it, it looks better here because it's on manual focus so it looks if we go too close it'll get
1: Okay. Well, yeah. anyway, so we have three that are placed all over the house and this crystal is especially good for um focus and productivity. It deals a lot of a lot with your intuition and just making sure that you're able to hear your intuition correctly in the sense that there's no blockages. You're able to listen to that inner voice in your head. So, they're great crystals to have on your desk in office spaces or like if you're an artist or something anywhere that you want to feel creative they're great crystals to keep around and they're really pretty this one is more green um some of them have a little bit of purple in them but honestly this is one crystal that can range in so many different colors this is a weapon it's so pretty
0: do you ever meditate with these
1: um i haven't with that one because that one actually stays in the bathroom but some crystals like my smaller ones Yeah. And there's some amethyst in the bathroom too. So you're extra calm while you're pooping.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: But yeah. So if you're into that in your practice, um, you can start to hold crystals while you're meditating. And- I thought
0: you were going to say while you're pooping.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you meditate on the toilet, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. So that is just the little crystal tidbit of this today's money podcast slash Riley's crystal journey
0: and if you're listening this far in and you want to hear an episode about me and riley eating mushrooms let us know we'll do a whole episode about psychedelics and what they've done for us i think that'd be an interesting thing and then if i decide to start microdosing, i can videotape that and show everybody i was
1: thinking about it today what taking a little bit
0: mm. Microdosing. just a little let us know we appreciate you guys <laughs> <laughs> always Make sure you're subscribed. Give Wait, it a thumbs up.
1: I want to give them my question. See if anybody that has listened this far in, if they know anything or what their theories are. So no, by no means am I pregnant at all. This is just a question that him and I were talking about earlier. No yeah.
0: babies until 2022. Yeah. At least no
1: ASFX babies. Promise. No Corona babies.
0: <laughs> none of that negative energy being in my spawn.
1: Uh, it's not negative energy. One day it'll be a beautiful thing. Anyway,
0: coronavirus is negative. Energy, if you th-
1: Do you think that, If you eat mushrooms, I don't want to say how much because I have no idea, but just enough, obviously, like, because mushrooms have psilocybin in them. If you're pregnant, would the psilocybin then affect the baby's brain? Because psilocybin does so many amazing things for our brains. What would it do for, I don't know. I feel like nobody's going to have the answer. It's just something fun to talk about. Like, would that make more connect? Like, would your baby come out smarter? Maybe I have no idea.
0: Could you imagine that motherfucker comes out talking?
1: Put me down, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> don't right. smack me. I don't
0: need to cry. I promise.
1: So by this point in the episode, you can see that we're way off topic and just kind of having a little fun with things now. So I think we can end it.
0: Yeah. It's a good video.
1: If you listen this far in, drop me a sun emoji in the comments. And if you don't have a sun emoji, I mean sunshine, not like baby sun. Man, so much baby. <laughs> <laughs> the sun, Like sunshine. Or just comment sunshine. Let me know you're still here.
0: Thanks guys. We'll see you in the next video. (laughs) Thank you for listening to today's money. If you want to check out the video that goes along with this episode, there's a link in the show notes. Now make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. So you don't miss any future episodes. And if there's anything that I can do to help you along your trading journey, please reach out to me. My contact info is in the description as well. Thank you very much. And I'll see you in the next episode.